Okie dokie. Welcome to the Roots Report podcast, presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Grace Ale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SE Microphones. I am your host, John Fusick. Today we have singer, songwriter, producer, and music legend Todd Rundgren. Rundgren is known for his solo work as well as his bands The Naz and Utopia. He is also a notable producer with albums such as Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell and Grand Funk Railroad's We're an American Band on his resume. He will be performing his solo work July 15th at the Odeum in East Greenwich. Rundgren will also be performing the Rubber Soul Revolver Beatles tribute show with a band comprised of Christopher Cross, Denny Lane, Joey Mulland, and Jason Sheff at the Chevalier Theatre in Medford, Mass. on June 17th. How are you? I'm good. How about you? All right. You've been uh, quite busy lately. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) You're uh, you were out with Daryl Hall for a while, and now you're going out on the Rubber Soul show, and then you're going to be out solo. The Rubber Revolver thing was the first thing that happened. That was pretty much the month of March. Uh, then uh, the first half of April was Daryl. I got a little break. Now we're starting the second Oliver thing, and then uh, the month of July will be a tour of my own. And then later in the year, in October, we're doing a. David Bowie tribute with Adrian Ballou and um, Angelo Fishbone, so that'll be a fun show, but that's not until later in the year. Well, you sound like you're you're booked up for quite a while. You've got, like, the next big chunk of time all carved out. Yeah, well, it's like making up for COVID. Well, that's what I was going to say. It seems like you're making up for lost time. Although I did the tour last year. I went out on a solo tour in uh, November of last year. And uh, and about a year ago, well, a year ago, February or March, uh, I did a virtual tour from Chicago, played 25 cities, but all from the same venue in Chicago. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw that. I did see that. Yeah, so I haven't really ever retired. I just kind of uh, paired back a bit as was appropriate, and then as soon as I could get out on the road, I did. Are you still living in Hawaii? Yes, I am. So, uh, but you came to Chicago and home based for a while for that? Yeah, that was about. Um, it was a, almost a month and a half, well, it was a month and a half at least, and it was almost two months with rehearsal and everything. So, yeah, that dead of winter in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like far cry from Hawaii. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't uh, It wasn't so bad. It was still like the thick of the uh, pandemic, so we had to be very strict with our protocols and uh, managed to get through the whole thing without anybody getting sick. Managed to get through my tour last uh, fall without anybody getting sick. Well, didn't somebody just get sick on the Rubber Soul show? Yeah, somebody did. Because, <laughs> yeah, I saw that was scheduled to be in Boston, and then it was rescheduled. Yeah, things got rescheduled, actually. You know, it was the band bus. Somebody somebody brought it onto the band bus, and everyone in the band pretty much got it. So we were up for a week. No one was really uh, debilitated or anything. Um, all of us were vaccinated and boosted, so the worst anybody got was like a headache or sniffles. So if somebody hadn't been tested, we might not have known and gone through the whole thing. Well, I actually just got over it myself. I, I've been vaccinated, and I just ended up with COVID myself and was sick for a week and a half. Uh, how, what, how bad was it? It was, you know, I was kind of loopy and headache and you know sore throat and some respiratory stuff it wasn't bad but it was enough to to knock me out for a, a week or so yeah well as long as it keeps you out of the hospital 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to get vaxxed. I've been vaxxed four times, so you know, I'm, I'm a musician, so I I go out and play. So I wanted to make sure I had gotten vaxxed. You've uh, you booked this Rubber Soul show. You've got Jason Sheff, who was in Chicago, and who's Elvis's bass player's son. Was that is that his lineage? Yes. As a matter of fact, Jerry Sheff, his dad, uh, played on my second record back in like 1971. Oh, really? Yeah, he played on a song called "Be Nice to Me." Oh. The record itself is kind of a lost record because Bears will change distribution in the middle of it, and uh, and so the ball got kind of dropped on it. But yeah, I was kind of surprised to learn that when he told me because I hadn't remembered uh, since it was just one session. But um, yeah, there's a picture somewhere of that session with Jerry in it. Cool. Um, yeah, I know. I've seen Jason Chef with Chicago. That's how I know the name. And uh, you've got... Yeah, but yeah, his, his father was a famous session player. Yeah. And uh, you've got Denny Lane, famous for Moody yeah. Blues and Wings. So he's got the uh, Paul McCartney connection there. Yeah. And Christopher Cross... And then you've got Joey Mullen from Badfinger. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, um, short distances between this band and the actual Beatles. Yeah, Badfinger was on Apple, and they George Harrison and Paul McCartney dealt with them. So yeah, so we're more authentic than Ringo. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you played with Ringo's band. I saw you with Ringo's band, so... Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, the last time I played with them, it was for five years. Uh, the same band, something he rarely, if ever, does, which was keep the same group together for, for several years worth of touring. So I played what essentially was the same set every night for five years. <laughs> Oh, they're fun shows. I mean, I, I've I've seen a couple of those shows. The last time I saw Ringo was the one with you. I'm I'm going to see him again this time. Uh-huh. I've been following the Rubber Soul show up in Boston, and I was working on trying to sort that out. And then it got postponed until mid June, and I've been looking about working to try to get up to see that show. So, well, it's been kind of, uh, especially with the uh, unexpected break we had to take in the Rubber Revolver tour a constant challenge to kind of um, book these simultaneous tours and not create conflicts. Right. A lot of it is like they're juggling it around until what seems like almost the last minute, trying to get the venues, trying to find the open venues, trying to replicate some of the original routing and then also accommodate the fact that I'm out with Daryl and sometimes we sort of get a little too close for comfort market. (laughs) So it's been very tricky doing all the booking between the three tours that I'm doing throughout the spring and summer. Yeah, I've I've noticed that. I mean, because the the Daryl Hall show had just been up in Boston. I I think I I was trying to work on that, but I didn't get a chance to get up there for that. And then like I saw the Rubber Soul. So you're playing Rubber Soul and Revolver in that? Show? Uh, we're doing Rubber Soul and Revolver. Yeah, that's the focus. You know, we've done, we've done some of these Beatles tours before, and usually they focus on one of the latter albums, like Abbey Road or, or Sgt. Pepper or something like that. And we decided that we wanted to do the Beatles at their best, you know, when they were really sort of peaking as songwriters and still playing together as a band. Because all of those latter albums, that was after the Beatles stopped touring. And so the material started to get to be more and more um, just the songs that individual guys would bring in to record. And uh, Rubber Soul and Revolvers, when they were just starting to you know, completely take over all of the songwriting, they weren't doing cover songs anymore. They were so confident in their ability to turn out hits that they could 
go off into other sorts of things like like Eleanor Rigby and, and Norwegian Wood and, and other kinds of styles that really wouldn't have fit in the top 40, but for the, the Beatles, I guess. What do you do, one set of each album, or you mix them up, or? We kind of, it's kind of like, it, it's all mashed up, and, uh, and we also have to sort of fit in our own um, individual material as well. Oh, you are playing your own stuff during that show. Yeah, we do play our, you know, most familiar material. Oh, okay, because I, I thought it was just the Beatles stuff that you were doing. So it's kind of like a Ringo show where you're all playing the Beatles stuff, but then you go out and play your own stuff during the show. Yeah, it's, that's sort of the formula. We start out with some Beatles songs, then we sprinkle in some solo stuff, get back to the Beatles, sprinkle in a little more solo stuff. We don't want to get too far away from the Beatles, but the audience seems to be as interested in the, the top 40 hits that they've heard from the band as they are in hearing the Beatles again. Oh, of course they would, because there's some great music that happened with, with these guys. I mean, you get some great players in this band. Well, you know, that's also the point you get for the price of one. <laughs> So what are you going to be doing when you're out on your solo tour? What are you, what are you going to focus on during that show? Well, I'm kind of between records, so I have no big show to promote. Uh, also, it'll only be like four weeks worth um, for the entire year, really. And so I'll be doing a combination of sort of more familiar material and then a little thing that I do called an unpredictable evening in which uh, I don't tell the band, I don't give the band a set list. <laughs> out songs and a lot of the materials is like weird rarities and other songs that we like to play so it's about 50 50 my material and other material from strange sources <laughs> and what was uh what were you doing during the daryl show were you were you playing together or is it just you opened for him or i uh, i do an opening set of about an hour and then daryl does an hour 20 maybe and then we do encores together what was it that usually played together what songs uh it's always the same songs uh first we do his song we do wait for me and then we do my song can we still be friends and then we do an old philly hit called express way to your heart and that sounded like a great show anyway i wish i had gotten up to see it well it's out again uh although we're playing you know west of the Mississippi this time. He's only doing six dates. We only did eight dates on the first tour. Um, we're doing six dates now. Uh, the advantage of the of the way the tour is booked is we get to play really nice venues. Like we played Carnegie Hall in New York and the Auditorium Theater in Chicago. So it's really about hitting the best venues as well as certain markets, I guess. And there'll be another leg in August, in early August, and I don't know how close that gets to the Northeast. So you've got a, an autobiography out called uh, The Individualist Digressions, Dreams, and Dissertations? Yeah, that came out years ago. Oh, did it? Yeah. When did it come? Actually, the last tour that I did live, on, um, you know, actually with a band, uh, with a production, was The Individualist Tour. And the show that we did last November was kind of a twofer. We did uh, The Individualist, which really doesn't focus on the record of the same name. It's just a retrospective of all my um, more familiar material. And then we would do one or another side of Wizard of True Star, which is a whole theatrical costume epic. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was the a tour that was supposed to have pre-pandemic. Kept putting it off, putting it off. Finally delivered it last October, November, and now that that's done, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> 
because of the hardship of having to change costumes throughout the second set. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I do like a half a dozen costume changes, and it's so hectic and nerve-wracking, <laughs> you know, that I can hardly focus on performing the material. Yeah, that must have been tough. No, I just, I hadn't seen it. I was looking for stuff on your website, and that was something that popped out as new to me. Didn't really find a lot on your website. It's kind of a strange website. It's mostly tour information. Is Yeah, what? well, my, my website is... Um, needs a major update <laughs> I've, just been, I've been distracted by other things so you usually get better information from someplace like the tr connection which is which is essentially fan run site the fans do a better job than i do of promoting me. <laughs> do you do the site yourself uh i well i used to do a lot of that stuff myself and now i kind of i got distracted by other things but i keep being reminded that uh, that the site hasn't been updated in like decades. <laughs> some work. The problem was when it was first put up, it was all flash. It was all a flash presentation. Now there is no such thing as haven't figured out how to convert everything to uh, a non-flash environment. Yeah, I'm dealing with the same thing for my own music website because it, they discontinue the program that I was using and won't even let me upload any changes to the site so i'm kind of in that stuck with the same website phase two yeah i have to figure it out because i'm not i'm not as tech savvy as other people and it's kind of drives me nuts to try and get this stuff done well i'm supposed to be but i just keep avoiding it <laughs> so uh are you just playing guitar in this in this show or have you uh you still staying away from piano uh, on occasion i I, uh, I mostly, I played guitar for like four songs in the Daryl show. Uh, in the uh, Beatles show, I play guitar um, pretty much throughout, except for a couple songs where it just isn't, it isn't appropriate for me. Like, for instance, I never, like, I have to perform Hello, It's Me, and I've never played guitar on that. And there are a couple of Beatles songs in which, you know, the guitar part is minimal, at least my part, and I focus mostly on the singing. Who's rounding out the, uh, the, the drums on this on this show what other instruments do you have in the rubber soul band uh well we've got it's it's funny it's kind of like all we have to do is add you know one or two guys and it would just be my band <laughs> my drummer is playing the drums my keyboard player is playing the keys it's uh it's uh, an interesting situation because my guitar player was supposed to be the musical director as well so that would have just left chasm it's the only member of my band who didn't make it but uh jesse my guitar player hey he had a, a very minor medical thing right at the beginning of the tour so he couldn't make it i'm not exactly sure he may be out on this one because he was originally supposed to be a uh, musical director and the principal guitar player and that person has uh moved on to another gig in the rubber soul world so jesse might be out as well so that'd be my guitar player my drummer my keyboard player and me <laughs> And we can just fire the rest of the band for <laughs> ourselves. So Jason, is he gonna be? Is he playing bass or guitar? Yeah, he plays bass. All right, uh, and uh, Danny's gonna play. Yeah, you know, he has a sort of unique position, you know, because he's one of the headliners, but he's the only one who stays on stage the entire time. Oh, they go on and off the stage. I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, well, it's kind of like certain songs don't require everybody to play. The Beatles were only a quartet. Right. So, you know, you don't need nine people playing all of their material. So Denny plays guitar, Christopher plays guitar, and, and is Joey Mullen going to play bass or guitar? Uh, he plays guitar. We got a lot of guitar. <laughs> we got four, guy, four guys plus the, gun, the 
guy. He covers all the solos. <laughs> so it sounds like I, I I was kind of concerned at first that it was going to be a kind of a short show because I figured oh, only if you're going to play those two albums. Well, there's you know that there's about I guess about a dozen Beatles songs, but some of them are two minutes long. Oh, okay. You're right because back in those days, you know, the songs were very terse, and that's why we couldn't do one of those records. We had to do um, at least two records to get that much material. And in either, uh, even with two albums worth, the show would have been a short show unless we had added our own material. Well, adding your own material is just like cherry on top of a great show already. Well, you can't go wrong, as I said, with that kind of era of uh, Beatles music. Um, it was some of the best stuff that they wrote, uh, and maybe because they were so terse, you know, because they were so succinct and kind of like hard-hitting. That's why the material works so well. I'm going to have to try and get up to Boston to see it. Are you in Providence? Yes. Hopefully I can get to the to the Boston show, because I really would like to see this show. It sounds like a great thing, and it's... It definitely seems one of the better-received shows, the Beatles things that we've done. You know, the when you do, uh, like, for instance, the last album uh, presentation we did was the White Album. And there's a lot of, you know, kind of so-so material on the White Album. So we've kind of avoided that because there is some so-so material, let's say, within Rubber Soul and Revolver. But we can avoid playing it because we're not tributing the album so much as we're tributing that phase in the Beatles songwriting. So you're not playing the complete album? Uh, yeah, there are some songs that, are, that that don't get played just because they don't live, they don't seem to have they don't seem to have the same reaction from the audience. What so such as what song? Do you have an example? Uh, I have to, I don't have them in front of me. I have That's okay. I'm just curious if you knew off the top of your head. It's easy enough. To, I think there are you know sites out there that tell you what songs got played in the show, and you'll just have to see which ones are missing. Well, it's basically you're you're playing the same show every night, though this this kind because it's such a play the same show every night. Daryl's show is the same show every night. My show, however, will not be the same show every night when I go out in July. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you're going to be out quite a bit doing these shows. I mean, you've got yeah. It's going to keep so you I like busy. I take advantage of the fact that when, if it's my show, my group of guys, we can be sort of nimble and I can pull a title out of the air and and just go right into it without without anybody freaking out. So the show at the Odeum in, in mid-July for your solo stuff is going to be you and Chasm and the rest of the guys? Yeah, it'll be, yeah, Chasm Prairie and Jesse and Gil. And you're going to be playing stuff, you're going to be playing a mix of stuff from... Yeah, we'll be playing some familiar, you know, the big familiar stuff, certainly material of mine, but it, what we do ranges anywhere from, like, bands or acts that you've never, ever heard of to... Lauren Green to uh, uh, to Weezer. <laughs> there, are, there are no rules uh, during my show. And you know, I've, everybody always wants to hear the hits. Though, do you? Uh, are you going to satisfy some of those? I know. I know that I've talked to you in the past, and you you really are kind of tired of "Hello, It's Me" and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I may do it or I may not. You know, this is for the really loyal fans who have suffered through shows that uh, that, that sometimes don't have any of those hits. <laughs> All right, Todd, um, I want to thank you for talking to me, and uh, hopefully I'll see you at one or both or some of the shows coming up. Well, you know I'm out there. <laughs> it's true. Well, hopefully I'll, I'll get to see you because I really would enjoy seeing these shows. So thank you very much. Hopefully folks will go out and see what you're doing. Cool. 
my pleasure to talk to you later. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okie dokie. Thanks to Todd Rungan for being part of this episode of the Roots Report podcast. Rungan will be performing on July 15th at the Odeum in East Greenwich and the Chevalier Theater in Medford, Mass. on June 17th. The Roots Report podcast is presented by Motif Magazine and sponsored by The Parlor, R1 Entertainment, The Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, Grace Ale Brewing of Rhode Island, and SE Microphones. Thanks for listening. Thank you.